0: Bless up. Give all the glory to God. Jesus is King. Jesus is Lord. Jesus came into flesh and died for our sins. Hope you are doing well. Get out there and save a soul for the kingdom. And uh, remember to repent, man. Like that's one of the biggest things that we have to do uh, today in today's world is really just uh, be a living sacrifice. You know what I mean? We have to be a living sacrifice. And uh, Paul goes in on that in uh, Romans 12. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's murf- mercy, at Murphy, uh, God's Murphy, that's a uh, sequel to a uh, dropkick. Murphy's that band. Um, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Now, that's pretty powerful right there. I say this is your true and proper worship that we have to be living sacrifices instead of you know, when you think about a living sacrifice, because we have Christ, you know, we have Holy Spirit now, and in the Old Testament, they had to give up dead sacrifices. You know, they had to, sl- they had to sacrifice animals. It was a burnt offering. They sacrificed animals, whatever they, they could, uh, you know, wheat, wh- whatever was out there, they, w- they would sacrifice it. So instead of chopping up some, some basically some animals, some, some vegetables, you know, we have to offer our bodies every day as a living sacrifice. And that kind of holds on to what we say you know every time before we start here its is repent, you know, be the only Bible that someone might see, and Paul talks about that. he says that this is true and proper worship to be a a living sacrifice, so what's it mean to be a living sacrifice? Well, I can tell you what it means at least in a little bit of my opinion, is that we can't do what we feel, you know we can't just do whatever we want to do, we can't say whatever we want to say. We can't act however we want to act. We can't um, maybe listen to what we want to listen to or watch what we want to watch because it's corruptible, because it corrupts our spirits and um, whatever comes in through our body, you know, it's going to manifest somehow. Um, Now, you know, you might have people tell you that it is, you know, Jesus said, and and I'm paraphrasing, it is not what goes into a man that defiles him, but what comes out. I believe that's what he said. I'll have to do a fact check and, and come back on the uh, next next podcast and make sure I got that right. But, you know, some people might say, well, it's not what goes into you that defiles you. Meaning that, you know, whatever comes out of you is what you say. That's where you're, that's what's in your heart. Now, I would agree with that. Whatever comes out of you, it does have a bit of an impact on what is in you, you know, because what's typically in your heart you know, that will manifest and come out. But I can tell you that, first of all, I believe Jesus was talking about dietary laws, okay, when he said whatever goes into a man will not defile him. I believe he was talking about the old dietary laws of um, the Torah when someone was wanting to uh, eat something that was maybe forbidden. I, I can't remember offhand, but I'm pretty sure that that's where the, the context of the conversation was. It was about eating stuff, Okay. So don't get that twisted and don't let people tell you you can watch whatever you want to, you can listen to whatever you want to because that will defile you. Because whatever you consume, you know, that's going to that's going to marinate and it's going to be absorbed in your body, it's going to be absorbed in your mind, into your uh, spirit, into your soul, and that stuff will manifest. Okay? I got my hand up because I used to uh listen to a lot of rap music. I used to watch a lot of violent television shows. And look, I'm not blaming rap music because I'm just telling you that's what I listen to, and rap music in nature, a lot of it is geared towards a violent lifestyle, Um, and you know it. uh, Not only that, it it objectifies women. It makes you want to covet, you know, a certain type of lifestyle that results in possessions. It's a, it's a, it's it it's a it's a. a, um, I'm sorry, I'm having trouble speaking. It's a purely possession driven lifestyle and what I have, you know, do I have the money? Do I have the big cars? Do I have, you know, big houses, um, house real big cars, real big belly, real big, everything real big. Uh, that was from Manny fresh part of the big timers. The song was called real big. So that's what it glorifies. Um, but see, here's the thing when we have to be a living sacrifice, Anyway, yeah, I got I got way off topic. Excuse me, but anyways, what what you do consume, what, what you cu- bring in through your eye gates and your ear gates, it does have an impact on what will come out of you and what comes out of you and what you want, what you desire, where your goals are. So don't let anybody fool you and, and tell you that it doesn't matter what you consume because it definitely does. But a living sacrifice is you have to you have to be a living, walking example. It, again my my opinion of the bible of Christ you have to do your best to walk in to walk christ like we can't be Christ, but we can do our best to chase that okay we can be do our best to continue to uh you know run the race as paul said i believe that seems to be in uh you know first corinthians nine twenty four through uh let's say the end of the we will say 27. Do you not know that in a race, all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last. But we do it to get a crown that will last forever. So he says they go into strict training. So I believe that the strict training that he is talking about... Um, is what he wrote about in Romans. At least part of it is what he wrote about in Romans when he talks about being a living sacrifice, because that is strict training. When we have to seriously sacrifice, you know, our flesh every day, because we battle against the flesh. We 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 our spirit man fights the flesh man. Now I know that you'll say, "Well, I thought our battle was against uh, principalities and uh, things of of dark nature." Well, it, it is. Okay, it is, but those principalities appeal to our flesh. Now, don't get it twisted, too. I'm going to go off on a little bit of sidebar here. The devil doesn't make you do anything. Okay, these principalities that whisper in your ear, they don't make you do anything. Okay, you, you give in to your own sinful desire. That's what it is. You give into your own sinful desire. I give into my own sinful desires. It's because that's what's appealing to me. It's what's appealing to you. Okay. And when we give into our own sinful desires, when we give into those, um, you know, whatever, whatever it might be to the, to the principalities, which are, you know, sinful nature, you know, lust, greed, you know, wrath, anger, whatever you're giving into gluttony. Whatever you're getting into, giving into, it appeals to you, and that, that type of sin appeals to you. So those are the principalities that you're giving into. No one is forcing you to do that. Okay, now you might be, you might be tempted a little bit more, but no one's forcing you to do that. No one is, no one is forcing you to commit sin. Okay, you're, you're doing it yourself. See, here's the thing. The devil is not uh, omnipresent like God is devil can't be everybody everywhere at the at the everywhere at the same time. Okay, he can't do that. But he can send his agents to do that. He can send his minions to do that and try and influence you. So I'm not saying that, that that is not I'm not saying that that is not happening, but what I'm saying is no one is forcing you to do it. You you see stuff that appeals to your flesh that you are unwilling to sacrifice. Okay, that you are unwilling to live as a living sacrifice instead of saying, "Man, I'm going to go holler at that girl over there, I'm going to go holler at that guy over there." You say, no, you say, I shouldn't be out there. I shouldn't be trying to fornicate. Okay. Shouldn't be out there doing that stuff. Instead of saying, man, I'm going to get it in tonight. I'm going to go ahead and have a bottle and I'm going to just get blacked out. You need to sacrifice. And you say, no, I'm not going to give in to drunkenness. Okay, and you can look up the works of the flesh. It's in Galatians 5. I'm not going to get into it because I believe that we've covered it in depth a little bit over the last couple of weeks, and I don't want to be too redundant, but I would say look into uh, what the works of the flesh are, and those are what we have to sacrifice because it actually goes into, say, after the works of the flesh, it talks about the fruit of the Spirit, and after it lists all the fruit of the Spirit, it talks about, I believe that Paul writes, against these there is no such law. Okay, so that means you can abide in all of the fruits of the spirit as you want to, without any type of sacrifice, because there is no law against it. But there is a law against the works of the flesh. And that's what we have to sacrifice. Okay, that's what we have to sacrifice. So the whole, um, man, I don't even know how I got started today. To be perfectly honest with you, I was going to go someplace else, but this is where I went. Um, But let's get just back to Romans, I guess, real quick. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the patterns of this world. Here we go. This is where I want to go to. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, okay? Because here's the thing. There's a second part to this verse. The patterns of this world right now are based on your feelings alone, okay? It's about how you feel. If someone offends your feelings, it just because you believe it. If I hold up a blue pen and you tell me, "Well, I feel that that pen is red," then I have to believe that it's red or you get offended. And it's and then because you're getting offended because feelings matter more than truth at this point in this world, um that's what that's what we have to do or, you know, I or I get in trouble. Because (laughs) I told you that the pen was red when the pen's red, but you think that the pen is blue. Okay? So do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. That's the pattern that we're in right now, folks. It's the I feel, and you got to go along with what everybody says. Whatever the flavor is right now, if you're not on board with it, you might get canceled. You might get shamed in person on social media. You might lose your job. But I'm going to tell you what. Do not conform. Do not stay in this world and think about it. Okay, God's got you, first of all, so you got to have your faith. Faith without works is dead, but it's not works alone. It's in James, James 2, uh, 20. You foolish person, do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? This is the NIV version. It was not our father Abraham considered righteous for what he did, when he offered his son, Isaac on the altars, you see, so he's saying faith without works is dead. Okay. So, um, we have to have our faith. We have to, but we still have to walk too. we have to walk. It's not, you know, works alone will not get, get you in just giving up dead sacrifices will not give you in. You have to have faith and works. That's what James is writing. That's what James tells us. So, you know, if you're going to be afraid of getting canceled, if you're afraid of getting called out, then, you know, maybe it's not for you. Okay, maybe maybe you will conform to this world but you know we got to have some type of sense about us folks because the whole I feel movement is wildly chaotic it's rebellious okay um, it's self-centered it's self-gratifying uh to put our feelings above God's word his direction and his will for our life and that's tip and that's what we do that's what we do when we say well I feel this or I feel that, it's not about what we feel. It's not about what you feel. It's about God's word, okay? It's about God's word. It's about Jesus coming and and dying for our sins. You understand? That's what it's about. Because when we get into the I feel part of our our feelings, I guess, you know, you know what I'm trying to say. We get into that part of our conversations. Well, I feel this and I feel that. So whose feelings matter more? Whose feelings matter more? Is it whoever has the most people that feel the same way? So if there's a group of 10 people and seven people think that the pen is is blue when the pen is red, is obviously the pen we now have to call it blue because that's what people think? Even if it's still red? It doesn't make much sense to me. And then if you tell them that they're crazy because a red pen can't be a blue pen, well, then you're just uh, pen-phobic. You're blue phobic or something. Don't make any sense. It makes absolutely zero sense. And you know what? The thing is, when we put our I feel above things and self gratifying and we get into the rebellious nature, you know, we listen. It's all big deception when we get the I feel. That's all it is. It's a deception to think that our feelings matter more than anybody else's or our feelings just because we have a mass amount of people that feel the same way that why do you have to feel, why do you have to feel justified? That's the thing. When you start with the, I feel movement. Everybody needs to be justified. That's why there's an echo chamber. That's why social media is just a giant echo chamber of people talking nonsense. It's because they have to feel justified because if they don't, they have no sense of value. They have no sense of worth. And our sense of value and our sense of worth does not come from social media. It does not come from being justified by the opinions of man. It does not come from being justified by the feelings of our neighbor. Okay? Okay. It's nice to have people that like you, but at what cost, what expense, okay? We do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So in order to live as a living sacrifice, we have to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, which means we have to do this a lot because our minds will need constant reprogramming, especially coming out of a life full of sin, especially when we were walking in the darkness. Okay. I would do my Al Pacino impression of, uh, son of a woman right now when he's telling old, uh, Charlie that he's in the dark, but, um, I don't really want to yell at, uh, this time right now. Cause it's going to scare my dogs. And, um, you know, I don't know how it's going to come through on the microphone, but maybe I'll do the Al Pacino impression for you some other time. But anyways, when we were walking and we were in the dark, you know, we were deceived. We were deceived. Okay. We were deceived and we were walking in a, in a, in a lifestyle of sin. So in order to get out of that, In order to get out of that, we have to repent and we have to transform our mind because you're absolutely tripping if you do not think that your mind has been programmed to think a certain way from living in this world for so long. You are outside of your mind if you do not, if you believe that. You are absolutely outside of your mind if you can think that, well, I can flip it in one day. Wrong. Wrong. It's not going to happen. That's why it's a renewing of our mind, and I can tell you that's a, that is a day-over-day renewing. It is every day that you got to renew your mind because you are going to run into things every day that make you think about your old lifestyle, that is going to tempt you to go back to your old lifestyle, is going to tempt you to do this, is going to tempt you to do that, but that's why you have to be to sacrifice. That's why you have to sacrifice your body, pick up your cross, and walk each day, Okay? Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So what Paul's saying right here, first of all, we got to be a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, because this is true and proper worship. Then we cannot conform to the pattern of the world. Okay. So if the world is in a pattern, remember the broad road, remember the broad road. All right. Cause that's a pattern. There's a lot of people jumping on that broad road and you do not want to be on there. All right. So we can't conform to the patterns of this world, but we have to have a renewing of our mind. All right. We have to have a renewing of our mind because every day the pattern that the world is trying to teach us is probably going to remain the same and it's going to progressively get worse. It's going to progressively get more. It's going to progressively get more aggressive and it's going to get more evil and it's going to get more antichrist like which means that it's going to that. Which means that the attacks are going to get harder. So if the attacks are going to get harder and the enemy is going to come at us from a different angle, now I know you're saying, "Well, you just said that no one's going to make us do anything, and if we're given into our own sins." Yes, I did say that. I also said that the the Satan has he's got a third of the angels were cast down with him. That a third of the angels were cast down with him. Okay, so he's got his own army. He's got and. and He's got his own, he's got people in this world that are working for his agenda. And you, oh, you're tripping, Z. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Take off the blinders. Take off the blinders. You don't believe the truth. So the Lord sent them a, a, uh, they refused the truth. So the Lord sent them a strong delusion. That's in Thessalonians. So there's a lot of people that are working this Antichrist agenda. There are a lot of people in the entertainment industry that are working it. There's a lot of people in politics that are working it. There's probably a lot of people on social media that are working it. All you have to do is have the discernment to understand it, and you have to have eyes to see and ears to hear, and you're going to see that that's what's going on. If you choose to ignore it, that's on you. But that's why we have to have a constant renewing of our mind, because the patterns of this world, are going to get worse. They're going to get more evil. And there's going to be more attacks. So if there's more attacks, we have to put up more defense. And if that's more defense, we have to constantly renew our mind by staying in this word, staying in worship with God, making sure that our relationship with Christ is on point, and be a living sacrifice. Because when we do all of that, then we will be able to test and approve what God's will is. So then we get to see what God's will is for our life his good pleasing and perfect will okay so that's when we get to see and we get to approve God's will for our life not that we have to approve it we don't need to you know you know what i'm saying like it's not like we're exalting ourselves above god here but what paul is, what paul is writing it's like you get to te- you get to sample it that's when you get to sample the will and you get to approve and you say ooh that's good i like that I'm going to continue to go down this path. That's what I believe that Paul is saying. When we get to test and approve, it's not like you put someone to the test. You got to take it. You got to make them take a spelling bee test. I was in a spelling bee a couple times. <sighs> you know, I did all right, man. I did all right in one of them, and then <laughs> went out like a chump in the other one. Misspelled the word compass. Can you believe it? Man, I had to hear it for a couple of weeks from people. It's rough. But I can tell you one thing, I never misspelled that word ever again. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, when 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 Paul is talking about a test, it's like a sample. You get to sample and approve it. In my opinion, that's how that's how I'm interpreting this. Okay, because we, 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 we shall not put our Lord, do not put uh, the Lord thy God to the test. So it's not like we're gonna test the Lord. We just get to we get to sample the will. We get to sample and approve it and say I like this. This is pleasing. This is perfect. So I'm going to stick with it. But we can't do that until we do all those, until we do that. Remember, this is this is Romans 12, verses uh, 1 through 3. I'm going to tell you one thing. Let's be real for a second, because I'm going to make this one a short one, because I got to conserve some time, because March has got uh, five weeks. Well, it's got, uh, a, it doesn't have five weeks in it, but the way that the calendar falls, we got a little bit more time in March, so we got to do a little bit more recording. So I got to conserve some of this time. But look, let me tell you this much. Um, I would not even. I, I, I tried to record this. I'm sorry, I'm getting loud. I can hear the distortion. I gotta. I gotta really learn how to talk with this pop shield off. I, I didn't pick up these uh, Romans verses until we started. Okay, it's probably about ten minutes before we started. It wasn't even on my list. I was gonna talk about a couple verses in Isaiah. Had a, had a couple verses in Hebrews, and uh, had some in Revelation. Glory to God, Mo man. This is what he wanted me to talk about. <laughs> this is what he wanted me to talk about. I'm being I'm being serious because I, I recorded seven minutes before this and I didn't like it. I was struggling. And I just canceled it. And I said instead of prayer. I said, Lord, just let me say what you want me to say. Well, I hope it was worth it, y'all. You know? Hopefully it is a nice little bite size. You know, you don't have to hear me ramble on for forty minutes. Um, but look. Renew your mind every day. Okay. Don't conform to the pattern of this world and we gotta be living sacrifices. Does it get tough? It gets tough every day. But I'm telling you, it 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 gets tough and it's tough and it's easy. It's tough and it's easy. I know that sounds strange. I'm just kind of speaking on my own behalf and because some days, man, it is incredibly hard to keep my mind on what I want to keep it on and to not go down the path that I had gone down before. Other days, man, I got the full armor of God on, and I'm, I'm I'm walking upright. You know, I'm walking upright. And I think the point of that is that we have to really mind our surroundings and mind where we're at and sometimes who we're with to see what takes the armor off. You know, what is some heavy attacks that really bang up our armor and uh, put us in those situations. But look, I hope y'all enjoyed this. Uh, we'll be back at it here in a couple of days. Um, thanks for stopping by. I truly appreciate it. Uh, oh, if you got questions, man, I almost didn't give the contact information. I like y'all email us anyways, uh, wake up and eat with Z at com. contact ringerisms at com, And uh, the website is ringerisms.com. Get on there. Uh, Brother Bringer, he uh, he posts some really uh, thought provoking and profound stuff. So be sure to check it out if you have not. Uh, But thanks again for stopping by and uh, I'll talk to you.